On today's episode of Out of the Box, Doc, we will be discussing the story of the major hormone women make, estrogen. Why does it get such a bad rap? We are here to debunk the myth of whether it causes cancer. Hey, Dr. Lisa, how are you today? Hey, Paul, how are you? I'm doing well. Good. Glad to see you today. So I'm really interested in this episode because, you know, I don't... You don't take estrogen. Well, no. (laughs) And I don't have a lot of estrogen in me. Thank goodness. You have a little bit, by the way. Well, I do have a little, Mm -hmm. but I'm not chocked full of it. Right. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Because there are some some things that would happen. Because then you wouldn't be who you are today. Right. I'm not a fan of lactating. Right. Right. And that's a... That's kind of a big deal. It is, mm-hmm. especially as a man. Especially. <laughs> and I wear tighter shirts and it just probably wouldn't be right It's for not me. a good look It's for not you. a good look. It's not a good so, look. So, Dr. Lisa, take it away because I'm really interested today. All right. So the biggest issue that I see in my practice still after this many years is whether estrogen causes cancer. So when I'm seeing patients as a new consultation, I get that question quite a bit throughout the year, whether or not they sit there and they say, well, this cause cancer. So I always say, well, first of all, I wouldn't do it to you because <laughs> I'd probably be in prison right now if it caused cancer. But the other thing that I always go into is the difference between synthetic hormones and bioidentical hormones. So that's the huge thing I want to sort of dispel, you know, the myths and all of that today with this today's show. So Yeah. So here we are. So bioidentical hormones, let's talk about that. Um, Bioidentical is sort of a mystery to people because people, they really don't understand like, what does that mean? Bioidentical, is it organic? Where does it come from? You know, that sort of thing. So bioidentical means technically it's a hormone that is made to look like what you naturally make. So it's not synthetic where pharmaceutical hormones are synthetic that are made and patented by the way, by pharmaceutical industries, therefore money can be made. So it's profit, right? So when you can patent something, you can make profit on it. Bioidentical hormones, go ahead. Would you say that it's like watering down something? No, not at all. Like the manufactured one, the synthetic one. No, not watering down. It's just a different chemical structure altogether. Oh, altogether. So it's not not even what your body produces. It's something completely different. Completely different. So it's putting something foreign in your body. That your body's like, I I really don't know what to do with that. You can't process it the way that it should process the natural hormone. And that's why people end up in menopause and they feel terrible because it's not being managed. It's being managed a lot by birth control pills even. So you can, I mean, to this day, I still get new patients coming in that their OB-GYNs are still managing menopausal symptoms with birth control pills. So that's not okay, right? So it's all this synthetic stuff. So bioidentical means it is made, it is still man-made in a lab by pharmacists who compounded though to make it look like your own natural hormones. So you're replacing, you're supplementing, you're not really giving medicine. It's not like you're giving, say, a blood pressure medicine to somebody 
that they need, but your body doesn't make blood pressure medicine. So it doesn't really recognize it necessarily. It sort of uses it, but it doesn't really recognize it. So it's very similar to that. So bioidentical is all I do in the office now. And I gave up on the pharmaceutical thing. So the more you learn about this stuff, and it's something I did not learn in my training, by the way. So that is a big disservice, I think, to OBGYNs that we don't even go through school or residency training, even knowing that women are able to have choices on their pathway that they, they can use, you know, what kind of hormone, whatever. And so you kind of, as a doctor, you kind of have this toolbox of here's what I do. Here's a, here's a synthetic pharmaceutical and that's all we're taught. That's all we know how to give you. So I had to sort of like realize and, and be very um, aware of the fact that my patients were not getting better. And I saw it over and over year after year, I would do a pap smear. I do their exam, breast exam, send them for a mammogram and just refill prescriptions over and over. So the next year they weren't improving. So weight gain had happened, depression still there, libido's terrible. And it's like refill the prescription again for another year. So they come back again. It's the same old crap. So I started really getting into some other um, processes, I guess, realizing that I'm not helping and not servicing people like I should be. So bioidenticals have been around for many, close to a hundred years, believe it or not. So it's not new and people still think like, oh, this is kind of a new thing. You know, I've been doing it almost a decade now, strictly only doing hormones for a decade, but people still are like, I don't even know about this stuff. And I'm like, how do we not know about this stuff? It, it's real. It's been around forever. And it's a wonderful way to help women restore all three hormones back that they need actually, not just estrogen. So where did this start with this bad rap? Why don't we know about these things? So like, I know that we, we had a conversation before this and this kind of blew my mind that this has been around for, I know you said a hundred years, but we talked about this 18 year mark of negativity, Negativity. you know, with this whole, like almost close to 20 years of these things being told Right. Wrong. Because I still have patients that are like, does this cause cancer in my like two feet away from me? I'm like, why would I do that to you if it causes cancer? I wouldn't do it to myself. So where did that start? Like how, so, how did that start and why? Great question. So back in 03, 2003, there was a big research project done called the Women's Health Initiative. And that is the study that that absolutely scared every woman about taking hormone replacement therapy and it was linked to cancer and people pulled themselves off of it. About 50% of women was speculated to pull themselves off of hormones and about 50% of physicians pulled their patients off of hormones. And that study honestly had all that fear was created and really for nothing because that hormone that was studied isn't even available in the female body to begin with. So it's a synthetic hormone that is a horse estrogen hormone. And a lot of people don't even realize that's what's in it. So scaring people into believing that hormones cause cancer was wrong. And it was actually another part of that medication that was more of the problem. It had nothing to do with estrogen Actually, estrogen is an innocent bystander in this whole research project. So um, estrogen absolutely does not cause cancer. So when you really pull that study apart, 
And what this is what kills me about it is there should be a major headline today, today in 2021 that should be on the front of every newspaper that says estrogen does not cause cancer because all these women now have issues with who who took themselves off of it. So don't forget 50% is speculated of the amount of people that took themselves off of, off of estrogen, estradiol in specific, uh, specifically estradiol. So like your, maybe your mom's generation, um, my mom's generation, that sort of thing. So the 70 plus women are the ones now suffering from not being on hormones for the last 20 years. So now is that something that is that for a lack of a better term, just kind of out of luck now? Kind of. Yeah. Really? I, I hate saying that, but if, if you go back and look at that study from 03, if a woman was 60 and over, and even like worse when you're 65 and over starting hormones for the first time, you're out of luck. Too far gone. Too so to far gone. Because the body has been yeah. without it so long. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And so you then give that back to those women and then they had like the risk of Alzheimer's. They had a risk of stroke. They had it's a like risk pumping of pumping these tons of hormones in without ever like with that when the so the when that happens, what happens to the body whenever they're neglected of those hormones? Like does it Oh, it's it's it just learns to to function a different way? It doesn't learn to function a different way. It's just dying. Wow. So your body goes, right. So after we go through this change where hormones are no longer part of your life, the body is in a different process of dying at that point. So you're, it is, and it's just such a tragedy to me that we're still not in this day. Physicians still are not aware of this information. They are still stuck on giving birth control pills as a solution for women over 50. And that would be considered a synthetic hormone. Completely, completely synthetic. So I'm still taking people off of things like estrogen pills, estradiol pills at one milligram really helps a little bit, but it doesn't help a whole lot. Plus, if you take an estrogen pill orally, it can actually make your bad cholesterol worse. So that was really kind of one of the main reasons years ago, I stopped using it and I went to the patch instead of that point. Cause I, I felt like at that time, that was probably a better option because the number one cause of death in our country is still heart disease. Cancer is getting there. I mean, we're, we're kind of escalating in the whole cancer thing and dementia, but, but we're still dying of heart disease. So why would I give you something that makes your cholesterol even worse when our number one cause of death is heart disease? And I'm just like, the common sense of this is probably don't give something that's going to contribute to more problems for these people. Right? So when I was a resident and that was a very long time ago, I graduated in 04, right after that study came out. So that was, that was a really important part of my training, um, was going through that study and kind of like dispelling all the issues that have been, have come of, of that study. But, um, we've really got to be able to tell people the truth about it because it's time. It's 18 years later. We're still thinking that this causes issues for people and it doesn't. So, but that's really the main, the main reason I wanted to talk to people today is, is being able to refer to like, go listen to this podcast because you're on these medications, specifically Prempro um, for menopause that isn't really good for you and like so, get off of it. Right. So for people that are listening right now, what are, what are some things that 
they can take action on now. I mean, so like if you're on a birth we've control pill, said that people are like, oh my gosh, we're, am, am, am I too yeah. far gone? What do I yeah. do? How can um, I correct some of these issues? You're not too far gone as far, if you come to me and you're 65, you're not too far gone as far as symptoms. Cause I can still improve symptoms, but you're too far gone meaning like protection against Alzheimer's disease, protection of your heart, your breast against stroke, bone, things like that. So you're a little bit too far gone in that regard. But like, as far as symptoms go, where you feel terrible, your skin's dry, your hair's falling out, those sorts of things, I can help still with that. So on the hormone side of things, and you, you talk about Alzheimer's. So if, you know, that's, you know, sweeping, everybody right now with mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, that's, that's a huge fear for a lot of, and people. it needs to be, well, of course. So mm -hmm. half a million with, people die every year in the United States of Alzheimer's. And that was a, that was a study in 14. And that's, this is, that's insane. This is, well, it's just more than that by now. Right. Oh, it's, that was seven so, years ago. So you're t I totally, mean, you know, I mean, nothing's improving our, you know, like we can get into that at some point, like food system, water quality, all of that, that I believe is contributing. I actually right? know about 0.01% of, so that's not nothing. That's a big I, deal. I know some of that stuff. But so with this hormone replacement and with these hormones, if we catch it early enough, can that improve the quality of life? But can that help decrease the chances of Alzheimer's? Yes. If you start hormone replacement therapy, natural hormone, bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, not a prescription, not a pharma drug, you can reduce your risk of Alzheimer's dementia by 50% if you start it right when you go into menopause. And that's why I always say, if you start seeing me or another doctor that does what I do early in your life, 44, 45, you start a little testosterone during that time. Cause remember testosterone and maybe, you know, people don't realize this either does convert to estrogen to a little, a little bit of a degree. So you are protected. So your bones are still going to be better before you go into menopause. Your brain is going to be fed with hormones to keep it nice and flexible before you get into, to, into menopause. Right. So that's the key is getting yourself right before it hits. So preemptively, proactive like instead totally, of and which is it, a cliche, it's right? It's too right. late. So, and I, I can see that, you know, like just with my, my own eyes, and I, I said that in the, the first episode was with my own eyes, I can see the women that, the, and men too, cause I treat men. I see the difference between people that come to see me early. Then we find them in menopause and we catch them via lab. A lot of the time, they don't realize that they're in menopause. Um, but once they hit it, I just add a little whiff of estrogen, just a tiny bit It's very low dose, but enough to protect them. So then they never get so far gone where the numbers are just very hard to pull back. It, it'll then take me a year to a year and a half to get somebody back on track. Cause once you're so zero, I can't just dump a bunch of estrogen on you and be like, yay. Cause there's side effects, right? Like bloating and water retention and all the things that really piss women off. Like if I'm like, Hey, sorry, you're 10 pounds heavier now. That's not going to fly with a lot of people. And sometimes testosterone can do that to you too, but it's very, very temporary. But once the estrogen starts getting introduced, you have to be really careful how much you give to people. Breast tenderness, if they have a uterus, they can bleed all over again and they haven't had a period in five years. And here I am giving them something. Now they're extra pissed because they have a period again at 55 or 56. So you have to be really, really cautious about the dose that you give to people. 
And that's when, you know, you've got to really go to somebody that knows what they're doing because there are people, you can go to a two day class. <laughs> I've can I tell that story, Trey? Trey's here. My husband's here watching the whole, I have to tell you guys something hilarious and scary kind of at the same time. So Trey and I went to a course that I'm not going to mention um, that, that a lot of people do because they're all over the, all over the country. They make God knows how much money it cost us $1,500, I think each to take their hormone class. My husband, Trey, who we work together. He is non-medical period, knows nothing about medicine, got certified because he sat in a two hour class, gets his freaking certification. Like I did who Trey can do your hormones, ladies. <laughs> so maybe people will be okay with that. Cause I do have a very handsome husband, by the way, but I mean, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Right. I almost said a bad word. Are you kidding me? So Trey can do your hormones. Mm -hmm. So, so to that, I, you know, not, <laughs> to, not to say that Trey isn't fully <laughs> capable of doing hormones. So for these people that are listening, you know, this can be a very scary thing. Yeah. Cause you don't know who you're getting them from. I mean, right. a two hour class is not, does not make an expert. It's like a brain surgeon one. being like, hey, yes. I watched this weekend course. Now they, open I mean, up your brain. I, I taught for a company. I taught a class on, on how to insert hormones. And that was my my part of the class was training other doctors. And I swear to goodness gracious, 75% of them have no business. I watched them do it. They have no, and I'm not just saying that because this is what I love, but like I saw training I, or I did training for doctors coming from California. They were all over the, from all of internal medicine doctors trying to become hormone doctors can't handle even a syringe. Cause you know, they've never been in surgery before these, there are some docs that just don't have finesse, not their fault, but like they just don't have skilled hands because you weren't in the OR, you weren't, you don't have a, you know, like I'm very aware of skin and skin lines and how I can incise something to make it heal up really nicely. Cause it's the way the lines are like your, your skin has lines on it. There's a certain way to cut skin, even with a, even with a little scalpel that I used to do hormones. I'm, I'm always thinking like, okay, I got to do it here. Cause our bathing suit, it'll cover it, you know, cause sometimes it'll leave a little scar to do the bioidenticals, but like, um, People just, you just trust the fact that people know what they're doing and that, that they've gone to a really long class and they know what's up and then they don't. So, and that's the sad part. So you've got dentists knowing or doing hormones. You've got chiropractors doing hormones. And I, in my opinion, I don't think that that is something they should be doing. Cause I, I certainly wouldn't do a filling on somebody. So, so for someone that has never done something like this or never even thought of something like this or heard of it because there are a lot of us out there, you know, that have yeah. never even heard of things like this or yeah. that are just slowly starting to learn about it. What can someone expect? So like, let's say, let's say someone walks in that is looking to get hormone replacement. Let's just say a woman is, you know, and she's, cause she's heard your, your, this episode and now she's wanting to correct some of these things or be proactive. Okay. What can she expect, you know, from the time she walks in to, what happens during and then what happens after what kind of side effects because you know a lot of people will choose no side effects over 
doing yeah. something yeah. better for themselves with a little bit of side effect. Yeah. You know, so what what kind of can, can you go through those stages of what happens whenever you totally. get hormone replacement? Yeah. And, and to, it's very simple. Like you walk in and, and I, I will say this. Most people that come in and see me know a little bit about hormones. So they've already kind of done a little bit of research. But I do have a lot of people that literally know zero. And that's not always a good thing because I don't it would take me four hours to really go through things with people. And I wish I could do that. Um, but that's kind of why I want to use this platform too, is to like kind of dispel and debunk some things that people think, you know, like it's bad. Why is it bad? But, um, so you come in, we talk like, Hey, like, why are you here? Like, tell me what's up. You know, like what happened? Like, why do you feel this way? And, and it's funny cause like women and men always have the same problems. It's always libido, weight gain, depression, um, osteoporosis prevention, things like that. So they kind of know already, like I'm getting on this stuff to prevent these things. But, um, so that's how it goes. So we kind of chat a little bit, we get a relationship going, which is really important, obviously with your doc. Um, and then we get lab and after your lab, we have you back in about a day or two. And then we, we put in what we call our hormones, our bioidenticals or pellets, P E L L E T S. And, um, they've been around for many, many, many years. And I've been doing them almost a decade now, but so they're these little, almost like grains of rice that get placed under the skin with lidocaine. So you don't feel it placed under the skin and it's time released over three to four months. And so you literally get your hormones put in and you see me four times a year. There's no creams. There's no packing up a bag to take on your trip. And I have to rub this stuff on me every day, blah, 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 blah. So it really helps people kind of like simplify their hormone regimen because it can get very complicated for people. If you got three bags full of creams that you're trying to rub on yourself every single day, and then you forget, and then there's all that, right? So pellets to me make the most sense financially your time, it makes sense because you're not having to come in and rub something on yourself every day or like a guy getting a low T shot every single week. And then it only lasts for a week. And it just doesn't, none of this stuff makes sense to me. So I'm like, well, what can I do to simplify your life? Cause I already know how women are, especially they, they don't want to take a bunch of stuff. And I know that because I did OB for a really long time. And do you think people take their birth control pill every day? No, they don't take it every day. So that's what happens when you get pill babies and stuff. So, but I know that, right? And even as an OB-GYN, when I was on the birth control pill, I I saw the pills on my desk every single day. I forgot them even staring at them every day. My, um, one of my favorite uh, girls that used to work for me, she would say, Gardner, you're already a bitch. We don't need you pregnant and being a bitch too. And we, out of love, she was laughing with me about that. But I'm like, she could hand me a glass of water and my birth control pill at my desk. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Like, you know, like you forget. And like, even as a doc, that's what I do for a living. I'm like, oh my God, I haven't taken my birth control pill in three days. That's amazing. You know, so just stuff like that. So, so I wanted to simplify people's lives. I wanted to do it the right way. I believe that bioidentical hormones are 
ultimately the best thing. And I can take care of all your hormones like testosterone, estrogen, and progesterone, which is another one that we're going to talk about at some point, um, and, and replenish all the hormones, not just estrogen. It's not just estrogen. And that's how your OB-GYN is being taught that estrogen is the end all be all. And it's not like it has its place, but there's so much more, um, that you have to get balanced out and not just estrogen. And that's why women seek more help because they're like, I don't feel good still. So what's going on? So that's why the, the hormone pellet therapy is amazing. So there's a, a really incredible doctor that I love, uh, that talks very much about how hormone therapy works for women. And he's very specific with bioidenticals. His name is Dr. Neil Rousier. It's R-O-U-Z-I-E-R. He has an excellent book out be, uh, called How to Achieve Healthy Aging. And I basically assign all my patients that as homework. Um, it's an excellent book. You can get it on Amazon. So he quotes, and or I'll quote him, if hormones were helpful, Every physician would remove every woman's ovaries when she was finished having children. The body wouldn't make hormones harmful to itself. So you're born with estrogen. You're in your mother's uterus with estrogen. It does not cause cancer if you use bioidentical hormones. So your quality of life can be completely transformed when the foundation of your life gets fixed. And that's called hormone replacement therapy. And it's extremely important that you stay on it for your life. You do not get off of it after five years because that is your synthetic pharmaceuticals that they're trying to get you off of for five years because they know it's not good. So you need to be on hormones until the end. And people ask me that question, how long do I need to take these things? And I say, until you can't come in here anymore. So, but that that's really all I want to do with this episode is, is just get estrogen a better rap. It does not deserve a bad rap. It is an incredible, incredible hormone and all women need to be on it in my opinion. So that's it. Yeah, so if you do like this episode, if you do like the information or have any questions at all, you know, first of all, go subscribe, go listen to this podcast on all streaming networks, your Spotify's, your I, your Apple podcast everywhere. Go like, subscribe on Apple podcast. If you'll please leave a review that gets us up in those ranks, that way we can get this information out there because that is the biggest reason for this podcast is to get this information to you. So if you do have any questions, if you want Dr. Lisa to answer anything, anything health related, if we don't know it or if she doesn't know the answer, we can find that answer for you. But she's pretty brilliant as, you, as you've already as you've already seen and heard. So, like I said, like, subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. And Dr. Lisa, it has once again been a pleasure. It's always a pleasure sitting here with you guys. Oh, and did you know that someone in this room with me told me that I had a captivating voice? <laughs> I'm I don't just know saying. who that could be. I don't know. You know, I think you talked about the handsome mm -hmm. husband earlier. Mm -hmm. So Somebody. Thanks. Thanks. Somebody's sitting in there. Thanks, Trey. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll catch you next week. All right. Bye, y'all.